When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to The Tapping Go. My name is Matt. My name's Freddie. Each week we bring you your rugby fix with interviews with past and present rugby professionals and we get their views on the latest sporting issues. So hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We have someone who I personally admire given that he's from the TARS, my club team. Uh, it's the first podcast that we've recorded in three continents across the globe. Tapping Go is going international and global now. Welcome Alex Newsom. Thanks, boys. Glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sure. So how's the preseason going at the moment? You're in the midst of it all. Yeah, it's a, it's, we're getting towards the end of it, which is always a good time of year. It's it's not much fun, the preseason. Always um, that time where you do the toughest training. You've got no games to look forward to on the weekend. So it becomes a bit of a grind at times. But we'll be our first trial game this Friday night. So, um, yeah, we're getting close to the season, which is exciting. Yeah, wonderful. So we'll touch on that later as well. But I want to take it right back to sort of like where it all began. And I want to sort of ask, so you're known as being a country boy. Um, how was that like growing up and playing rugby? Yep. Yeah, so born and raised in a little town, little country town called Glen Ennis, which is in the northern part of New South Wales, not far from the Queensland border. Um, I so grew up on a cattle farm and there was actually no rugby union team in my local town so I played um, rugby league as as like when I was in primary school and then I got sent away to boarding school in Sydney um, St. Joseph's College um, and then there's they, they only played rugby union so it was all, all rugby from there um, so I haven't pretty much haven't left Sydney since and 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 really enjoyed my rugby as a result. Was your high school sort of the thing that influenced you to play rugby professionally or was there sort of a like before that, was it sort of a family or? Um, yeah, I come from a rugby family for sure. My um, my dad and my uncles have all played. Um, they like they went to Joey's as well, which is which say is a, is a call it a bit of a rugby nursery. It's produced the likes of you know Kirtley Beale, um, Ned Hannigan's, Tom Robertson went there. If you look back, guys like Matt Burke. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of successful players are coming out of there, so um, it's certainly a big deal rugby at, at school. But I guess for me, leaving Joey's, I was never sort of expecting to, um, you know, go professional. I suppose it was more so through enjoying my rugby at Eastern Suburbs, which is my club club rugby team in Sydney, that I really started to progress my game and and make a few teams. Yeah, sure. And then, so after you left Joey's, you went to the Western Force. So you went to the other side of Australia. And it was an interesting time where, so it was in 2017, where it was the Western Force's last season, wasn't it? Um, and so what was it like sort of having your experience of your first professional contract in a team that was sort of coming to an end? Like, I know you, uh, the media got told at the end of the season that it was the Western Force getting cut, but were you guys aware of it? Um. Yeah, we were certainly aware of it. There was um, 
it was a funny year for me. Obviously, being my first year professional, I was so excited to be there. And, um, you know, I was just trying to make every post a winner, try and make the team, try and play well. And I guess didn't really the external noise didn't really weigh on me too much compared to, I guess, some of the older guys who might have had families and kids to worry about. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of the way I looked at it. There was our coach and CEO were, you know, super positive, um, sort of kept assuring us that there was nothing to be worried about, which in the end was, you know, <laughs> probably the opposite. Um, so, yeah, I guess in summary for me, it was sort of I was just trying to play good footy and, and enjoy making my way in Super Rugby. And in the end, um, it sort of worked out well for me, ending up back in my home state playing for the Waratahs. Mm. And when you're part of the Western Force, so you look at the players who are there and you look at where they are now and there's sort of heaps of wallabies and sort of back then, I guess they were less experienced and a bit more raw. Um, and I remember watching and sort of you get this sort of feeling of like this underdog spirit and sort of fighting to punch above your weight. Was this something that was focused on now at the club? Yeah, I guess um, that was certainly the feeling at the club. You know, WA is such a, such a cool um, state and cool, like a lot of a great rugby state. People don't under, under people don't realise the amount of support that's over in the West for rugby. There's a lot of Kiwi and um, South South African expats living in Perth as well. So a lot of rugby people that are, you know, really get behind the force and you know some of the best crowds I played in front of us over there in Perth. So I guess with all that external noise happening as as well everyone sort of bounced together and, and we were really motivated to do well. I mean, it wasn't like we had an outstanding season, but compared to a lot of the other Australian teams that year, we did quite well. So, um, yeah, a lot of lot of fond memories from that year. Mm. And then, so you joined the Tars in 2018. What was the transition like from going from a team that was sort of, I guess, had the less experienced players to a team that had probably a stacked back line when you look back on it? Yeah, I guess it was pretty pretty seamless for me um you know i'd come through the waratahs academy with all the under 20 staff and knew a lot of the younger boys um it was certainly i was certainly keen to play with a lot of the experience that we had especially in the back line i mean if you look back at that 2018 team back line that we had you know we ended up making the semi-final and lost to the lions over in joburg after being up 14 nil which was very disappointing but you know you had Phipps Foley in the halves and you had Kirtley and Curtis Rona in centres and then Israel at fullback with myself and Tungeli on the wing so it was pretty pretty cool back line to be part of. Yeah were there a certain individuals that sort of got you under the wing and sort of mentored you almost? Um, they were pretty good I, I, I found Bernard Foley to be um you know, a great help. He's, he's such a good fella and such a likeable sort of larrikin amongst the squad. Um, so he was really good. He's, he's, got, he's got time for everyone and, and being one of the younger guys in the team, especially in the back line, he, he went out of his way to um, look after me on and off the pitch, which is, which is good fun. Yeah, for sure. And um, so I guess when you look at the squad of the Waratahs now and this year, and I guess last year and you compare it to 2017-18, so I guess the so like the likes of, well, actually all of them that you just mentioned have moved on. The halves combinations now, Jake Gordon and uh, Will Harrison. What's the sort of like atmosphere in the team and sort of vibe like these days? Like what's the main differences? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously there's been a lot of turnover. A lot of the experienced guys have moved on. Um, you know, I think that was sort of to be expected with the age of those guys. You know, after the 2019 World Cup, there's not normally a lot of turnover after World Cups. So, um, yeah, it is a, a little bit different. But I'll I tell you what it's bringing at the moment is there's a lot of young guys who, who are talented young players who are training really hard to try and cement their spot in the team. You know, sometimes you get older guys who might come back from Wobby duty really late and only do pre-season for a couple of weeks and then roll into the season. That's not the case this year. We've got a lot of, you know, really talented young guys, you know, they've come through that under-20s team and there's a lot of energy around training, which is great. Yeah, sure. Well, I want to touch on one sort of player who's, I guess, stay constant even from that 2014 winning season. Um, well, I guess he's not here this year, but Michael Hooper. So, obviously, it's that someone that who I obviously admire. And when it comes to especially Wallaby's captaincy, he gets a bit of sort of critique on it, which I think is completely sort of unfair. What does sort of Hooper bring to a team? Mate, Hoops is just one of those ultimate competitors. Um, you know, he's not necessarily the most skillful guy on the park, but he's he works the hardest and... You know, he's, he's just so tireless in everything that he does. Um, he leads from the front. So with his captaincy, he, you know, he's the best player in the park every week, just about. So he's always leading with actions. The other thing that he's, he's a really good motivator for the team, I something that I don't necessarily think is super important in captaincy is, like, is the ability to talk with your words. I feel more actions is important but he's just so good at both of them that everyone really wants to get behind and play with him so yeah we're going to miss him this year for sure you know he's one of the best players in the world um but yeah he's uh he's a, he's a special player going yeah. from the likes of hoops and then you talk about the youngsters who are coming in do you ever find so we've talked to lots of people and they found that the youngsters bring like a new flair and you like enjoyment and passion for the game have you found that with all the new boys coming in yeah, definitely. That's what I was trying to allude to with the previous question. You got, you know, young guys like Will Harrison and these other guys who are, might have had a taste of Super Rugby, and they're just, you know, they're just wanting to get better. And um, yeah, young guys sort of bring that passion, and they don't have, you know, bag necessarily like some baggage that have been like overcoached and um, you know conservative, if you like. At times they. A lot of young guys are just happy to play what they see and just play a really exciting attacking brand of footy, which is good to be a part of. You talk about overcoaching there. Is that something which has happened in the past and you've seen as like a consistent value which can come? Um, well, I think at times, I think it's it's up to the individual at times. You know, some individuals might listen to everything a coach says and just might want to stick to the, exactly to a structure where, you know, you look at another other guys like Curly Bills, a wonderful example of it. You know, he's just such a great heads up player um, that no matter what the coach says, will still react to what the defense is doing. So, um, yeah, I think at times people get a bit conservative and worry about structures and things. But I think it's great to see some young guys who haven't even been exposed to that just just play their natural game. And I guess you mentioned that these young guys have all sort of come from that under-20 season that was super successful last year. 
Um, do you notice that these sort of these players have gelled sort of a bit more, and do you sort of see it within training and matches? Sorry, boys. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, we got a good group of them at the Tars, and Jason Gilmore, who's our defensive coach, he was the head coach that 20s team. So not only have we got a really good nucleus of those players, we've got Gilly, who's in, on our coaching staff and knows them really well. So there's just a good little group there that have played together quite a lot. Um, and that synergy is coming through in training from what I'm seeing. It's a bit similar to if you look at the Queensland Reds team, they've got a similar thing that might be a couple of years older with, you know, that those guys in the back row and um, in their early 20s that are starting to play good footy now. So hopefully that um, comes to fruition for us in the near future. Who do you think sort of the young player to watch this year? Like who's got the ability to really come in to, to take the lead and uh, sort of bring it to his own? Um, I think Will Harrison is, is one to watch again. He made that Wallaby squad and didn't get a game. Um, but I think the benefit he'll have from being around that squad and, and learning every day and, and being under some new coaches will will really benefit him. And, you know, you look at a guy like Lalesio who they gave the game against the All Blacks and, you know, the team didn't perform really well. Will Harrison hasn't been exposed to, I guess, that disappointment. So I'm really excited to see him play this year. Are there any aspects of his game that you think just particularly make him such a standout player? I think he's just a really um, heads-up player. You know, I've seen other fly halves that maybe have, have a better pass than him or a better kick than him. Um, but he his ability to... T- when he sees a gap in front of him, he's happy to flatten up and take the line on. And he's got that speed, a bit like Bowden Barry, you know? Like, he's got that speed that can get himself out of trouble or make a line break himself that a lot of other 10s don't have. So I think his, his speed and ability to take the line on is, is, is quite unique. Yeah, absolutely. And before we sort of finish up and talk about sort of the upcoming season, I want to quickly ask about sort of, obviously due to COVID, one thing that happened last year was that we had a Super Rugby AU, they introduced the Western Force and they had the five Australian teams. What was that set up like as an Australian player? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think as, as an Aussie player, you're playing local derbies every week. So it's it's pretty exciting. And from a Wallabies point of view, everyone's competing for positions. So each week you're playing against someone else who, you know, is trying to go for the same to make the team just as you are. So I think it's good for the fans. They know every player on the field and, and for players, you're motivated to do well as well. Yeah, fantastic. All righty, guys, it's that time again. Time to pay for the pints. Today's podcast has been brought to you by our mates over at Team Blazers. A big shout out to them. The great British Blazers company kidding you out for every match day social. Check them out now. So I guess you and the first question you touched on the preseason game coming up. What should we sort of expect from the Waratahs in this coming season? So what should we like? Yeah, what should we look forward to seeing? We've talked a lot about playing fast and being able to move the ball to space quickly. I think you've looked at our squad we got a quite quite skillful squad and, and a fit team, so we want to be able to use that in the way we play. So, um, yeah, we, we want to 
have that typical attacking brand that the Waratahs are known for and and really be able to um, really be able to get the ball to space when it presents. So that's that's one thing that we're, we've been training and, and looking forward to putting in, into practice. Absolutely. Last year, you were given the honour of being vice-captain of the Tars. Um, what was that like? Well, that was obviously a huge honour for you. Yeah, Matt, it was a massive honour. It was a funny one going from, you know, at the start of 2019, I was one of the youngest, I think I was the youngest member in the back line. And then when Carmichael was injured and Jake was injured, and then fast forward 12 months, I was, you know, one of the oldest. So, um, yeah, it was a massive honour. Obviously, a funny one having Hoops there who stood down from the captaincy with such a, you know, legend of the game now. Um, it was great to have ideas to bounce off and, and, and Simo as well, who was leading from the front. So, um, yeah, really excited to um, progressing into this year with with a new new group, uh, new group, and and continue to try and lead from example. You talk about hoops there. Were there any pearls of wisdom he gave you which you care to share? Which, like, any captain out there you think are just crucial things to be known, trying to aim and achieve? I think a good thing is like he said, you know, things are never never as good as they seem, and they're never as bad as they seem either. So. You know, you might win a few games, think you're on top of the world, but that's not the case. And it's certainly not when you lose a few as well. So things happen so, so, so quickly in sports. So it's, I think it's just important to stay, stay sort of, you know, level headed and, and not get too carried away with success or disappointment. Was that sort of a similar, so what, what did you try and like as a vice captain, what do you try and tell to the younger guys? Was it a similar message to that or was there something that you particularly brought? Um, I think you just got to try and do your job as best you can. Like when you get to this level of footy, you know, everyone is such good players. If everyone just does their job really well, then the, the team is going to be successful. So it's just a matter of, like no matter whether I've got a VC next to my name or not, I, I just got to perform well. Firstly, um, so that was that's sort of my main message to guys is to just worry about you performing well, and 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 your actions will will then speak to the rest of the team. Mm, awesome. Well, one question that we ask all our guests at the end is um their favourite moment in their career. So, what would yours be at this point? Favorite moment of my career. I mean, that semi-final up was up there against the Lions, but I guess my my debut. Um, I came on first game in 2017. I was picked on the bench and then didn't get on against the Tars in Sydney, and then the next game was against the Reds over in Perth. We had a yellow card. I came on with like three minutes to go at Flanker, and made my first tackle with George Smith off a line out. So I think not a bad player to make your first tackle on. So that's that's probably up there. Yeah, that's and awesome. You've got the upcoming season. Are there any big aims for the season? Like anything you haven't done before which you're looking towards? Yeah, I guess um, you know, I'm really, really craving some team success at the Waratahs. Um, you know, we've got this Super Rugby AU to start the season off, which is a great opportunity. You know, there's only five teams in the comp and Someone's got to win it, so I guess it's got to be us. And I'm really excited to, with this young young crew, that a lot of people aren't giving us much of a chance. So, you know, I'm really excited to start this season really well. It's only 
an eight-team, eight-round season. Um, so I really want team success. And, of course, you know, I want to make Wallabies, as every Australian player does. Um, so, yeah, that's probably two, two big goals for me. We wish you the best of luck with both of those. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to watch the Waratahs play at something like 1am, 3am here in America, but should be awesome nonetheless. Well, thank you, Alex, for jumping on the pod and talking about all sort of the insights from past in the Waratahs and now present, because it's obviously such a dynamic and changing team, but that was awesome. Cheers. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me on. It's always great to chat with um, Waratahs and rugby fans from around the globe. So all the best with the podcast. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Podcast Network.